Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, you're very welcome. Tomlin with you standing in for Sean today. 53106 is the text number or you can email afternoon at newstalk.com. On today's show, I'll be, well, there's a missing mascot in Meath. I'll be looking for your help to try and get returned to um to the GAA team down there. That'd be nice. We'll be asking what makes the perfect friend. Uh, Josh Crosby's doing essential research on that. And Buzz Aldrin's space suit. The suit he wore on the trip to space as opposed to the one that he wore on the moon. Um, up for, I'd like to say up for grabs that you can win. But I don't think you have the kind of money that's going to be going around for it. So uh, I'll tell you more a little bit later on. So as I say, 53106 for text or emails to afternoon at newstalk.com. Now Jane Fonda spoke candidly in a recent interview about sex and why she believes it gets better for couples as they age. Despite this, society continues to put an expiration date on sexuality, with many older people being subject to discrimination when it comes to issues related to their intimate needs and desires. Joining me now to discuss this is a psychotherapist and TED Talk speaker and author Stella O'Malley. Stella, you're very welcome. How are you today? Good, good. What, what do we think? Jane is, Jane's actually saying that she believes it actually gets better for couples as they age. Yeah, it certainly does for lots of uh, couples, especially happily married couples, but that when you've been a long time in a relationship, you can kind of become much more accepting and kind of you know how each other works and you can get a groove. And so, the, you know, older couples can have really lovely sex lives and they can be very warm, intimate and kind of the, their kind of happy place that they go to. Sadly, there's a kind of a, a vibe in society which kind of laughs at it. And I, I think it's a really a horrible trait that we have that we kind of glorify you know, young people, and I know their bodies are gorgeous when they're younger, but the kind of the gorgeousness of an old married couple, or not married, that they've been together a long time, and having a really intimate relationship, there's something very special about that. Isn't that down to the way you think that it's portrayed? Every time you see anything suggesting sex between older people in the movies or on TV and sitcoms or anything, it's kind of, it's a little bit funny and, you know, it, it's kind of, it is just kind of mocked a little bit, isn't it? Derisive, like yes. they're, it's very, very dismissive, and it's kind of viewed a little bit as if it's disgusting. So it it doesn't really help us as humans who are kind of ideally trying to find a mate that we can settle down mostly into mo- old age with. And so it's it's not um, it doesn't make sense because it's kind of a lovely thing to seek in your life, and yet if you have it, you're supposed to keep quiet about it because it embarrasses us all. For, for a random reason, basically, to do with good looks more than anything. Or is it, or is it a little <laughs> bit that you've gone into that generation where there's a whole swathe of people who don't want to think about you having sex, namely your children? Y- yes. There is a natural <laughs> response in all of us yes. to be pretty off-put, put off by our, the idea of our parents having sex. Yes. That is definitely a natural disgust reflex, which is around evolution and keeping us away from incest. And it, it seems to have, this is the bit I, I have object to, it has extended beyond our parents into every old couple that exists, which is farcical. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I, I, I've put the thought into my own mind. I, I literally I sort of reminded myself of growing up. And one or two incidents that I can remember, you know, that, that have kept me awake nights uh, since. Um, <laughs> and then now I can see it in my own children. You know, they would, they'd emigrate. They'd emigrate if there was the least mention of that. 
about all the rampant sex you're having. <laughs> <laughs> they never grow. Uh, <laughs> and one of them is only 14. Yeah, I know. And that is, it's it's very interesting that it's very strongly built in. I'm not convinced that we've figured what that is. I threw out the evolutionary idea, but nobody really has cracked why does it freak us out so much. And it, it does seem to be very strong within us. But it's not right that it's gone into all older people mm. so that we kind of dismiss all older people because there's been a few films that have been, you know, as good as it gets and there's been a few, Mamma Mia and yep. some of them. And they're, they're cute and they give it a bit of a representation of old people can have sex and it can be very sweet. And I'd love to see more of that. I'd love to see more of an acknowledgement of the, of the beauty of it because the people who seem to get it right, the couples who get it right, they really say it's a very, very positive aspect of their life. And there's a, an issue around menopause with women that the sex life can kind of pretty much go down the, the toilet, really. It can go very, very negative for a little while. And they need the right treatment if they are to reestablish the sex life that they want for some women. Right. And that can be where it breaks. And that can be where people stop having sex. Right. And that, that's an, a very unfortunate thing that happened. Now, some couples are happy not having sex. A lot of couples would rather that it was in their lives. Right. It's, it's a lovely intimate exploration and a way of kind of almost going home. It's a lovely thing to have. Yeah with your partner and if at all possible we should value it and protect it and protect the right of old people to enjoy rampant sex lives right. without being laughed at by young things who frankly okay. probably haven't got a clue I, I, <laughs> I just put that out there 53106 if anyone wants to text us on that and, and fill us in discreetly on, on where they stand if they might be falling into one of those brackets did you see the letter from the 87 year old man um, that went into one of the papers in the UK by any chance I did. Right. And, you a know, lot he, in it. He, yeah. He had a high sex drive and he was not treated well, arguably, by his, his, his partner who thought that he should put it away effectively. And I do think that there's a, a, an unfortunate kind of description of a dirty old man that we've fallen in with. And I think even the phrase of that, like, and I know that, you know, some people are, there's creeps out there and we always have to be very wary of that fact but there's also just ordinary people with high sex drive who look to their partners to um, be intimate yeah. and we need to respect that just as much as somebody else who doesn't want to have sex this needs to be kind of negotiated within relationships as opposed to the person who's the high sex drive is told to get away and that's often the case that is often the case especially as you get older um, I found the, the letter fascinating for those who haven't mm. seen it he's 87 he's married 40 years his wife's also in her 80s and they've slept in separate bedrooms uh, for 30 of those years due to snoring which which you know um, is understandable I suppose but they, he says he's a, a, a good sex life and they've had things he's had erectile dysfunction um, but he's very clear that when they do have sex when he does talk her into it she really enjoys it Yeah that's, that's very common that people kind of get out of the groove of having sex and then when they have sex, they go, oh my God, we should do this more often. This is this is actually really pleasant and it's brought me to a, a closer place to you, my partner, than, and I'd forgotten the warmth. It just evolves on the couple of days or the day of, that you've had sex. And it, it's it's something that the more you do, the more easier you find time in the day to do it. And it can, like I say, there can be a breakdown, especially... 
not only, but especially around menopause or erectile dysfunction. And it can stop in, in couples' lives because it can be a source of distress at that point. And then it doesn't get kind of re- restarted when it needs to be restarted. And I, I felt very sorry for that man. I did too. Did I, you? Yeah, I did. I, I found... I found it hard to understand what was going on because he said he feels embarrassed, even feels odd when she turns him down and it can cause an argument and that makes him feel guilty. And I just feel he has all those negative feelings and then it seems that when they do have it, you know, they actually have good sex. Yeah. Well, he, he says that. We're, we're not, we don't have the other side. But yes, apparently he does. <laughs> you think she's faking it? Idea. I have no idea, but it, it did occur to me that I'd like to hear the other side of that. Right. But you know that feeling bad, feeling guilty, feeling yeah. embarrassed and humiliated. That's because an offer of sex is not just an offer of sex. If I, if, if somebody, you know, if I offered sex to my partner tonight, it's, it's also an offer of would you like to be intimate with me? I am going to be vulnerable now and ask you to be intimate with me. Would you like to connect with my 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 naked self? It's an, an it's an, a vulnerable place to be. And we kind of laugh it away and we dismiss it in that kind of fairly rough manner as if it's something that isn't intimate and that isn't because sex has got this slightly carry-on kind of vibe out of it. And people forget that it's also a, a lovely and intimate and kind of vulnerable-making position to be in. Yeah, it's the vulnerable bit of it that's really coming across to me. I can see him kind of building up to this and knowing that yeah. it could lead to her and then being crushed, really. He'd be crushed, wouldn't he? But that's happening all over the world today. You know, partners are seeking sex from their from their partners and they... Oh, sorry, my dog. Right, the dog. <laughs> you got excited. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know what, I don't know what the dog's needs are at this point. He, he wants something now, does he? <laughs> Yeah, probably always wanted. But yeah, partners are being kind of crushed or building up to asking for sex. They feel at odds because their their kind of sex drive isn't matched by their partners. And it's the biggest issue with sex between partners is when the their libido isn't matched. Yeah. And sometimes the person who doesn't have the high libido, they keep the other person in check by effectively rolling their eyes or dismissing them. Because maybe they feel a little bit embarrassed that their libido can't match the person with the higher libido. So it can get very complicated and lots lots of hurt can happen. And I think it's really unfortunate. It would be better off if people kind of came to a place of we'll negotiate where we're at with this because it can be a lovely thing. And you can forget that it's lovely if you're the per- partner who says no often because you're so busy saying no that you haven't reminded yourself that sometimes you do like it. So the advice is, what would you say? Just try and try and um, respond positively, really. I think authentically um, respond in a way that, like, listen, we don't seem to be matching right now, but we really should put a give a bit of attention to our sex life. So let's make sure that we don't lose our way in some sort of kind of hurtness. Don't let let's let's keep trying. Let's make sure that we do come together often enough for both of us. Right. And that mightn't suit you exactly and it mightn't suit me, but we can find some sort of level of compromise. Right. And the intimacy is its kind of its own reward, really, isn't it? Um, oh, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Hilary, thank you very uh, much. Oh, sorry, I've, I've gone wrong there. Stella, excuse me. I was going on to my next piece there. A bit too fast. Stella, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us today. That is Stella O'Malley there, um, psychotherapist and TED Talk speaker. Your own experiences, if you if you feel like you'd like to share them, uh, we'd be delighted. 53106 is the text number. It is time now for this. 
Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.